This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the long-running Section 194 inquiry into the fitness of uh, Advocate Busiswe Mkwebani to hold the Office of Public Protector seems to be now really reaching uh, the conclusion of its work. Certainly the work of the committee seems to have been completed now that they have uh, um, adopted a report in which they recommend the removal of Advocate Busiswe Mkwebani as Public Protector. The committee met on Friday to consider and adopt a draft report on the impeachment inquiry proceedings. The meeting came after the committee found that the public protector or upheld findings of of misconduct and incompetence against her against her and uh, she had already rejected she has rejected what she's described as a predetermined outcome and is likely to take the committee's report on review the report is to be has to well i think was due to be uh, handed over to her as well or sent to her for uh, comment uh, the chair of the committee is uh, uh, richard Gyanki. good morning sir Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Good to have you with us again. Okay, so we have now reached what seems to be uh, nearing the conclusion of uh, this uh, very long-running um, process. You maybe just explain to us now how the compilation of the report took place and whether in the end, there were, I speak about upholding um, the, I don't even know if the word charge is a correct word to use here because it's just <laughs> some kind of criminality. You correct my language here in terms of uh, the, in, the the findings around um, you know, misconduct, incompetence, and so forth. Yeah, no. thank, thank, thank you, Titi. Good morning again. Um, just firstly, before I go to that point, to say that uh, on Friday the 11th, uh, um, late that day, uh, I would have sent the, dra- the, the, the draft uh, adopted report by the committee to the suspended public protector. Okay. So Friday, she already had that report, and we're expecting on the 21st to get the response or whatever she she's going to do about that. The, the, the second point I want to go to is the, the committee has, has found that uh, uh, the suspended public protector uh, has indeed um, committed misconduct uh, around four areas, and that would include uh, mm. the um, Friede, the CX or South African Reserve Bank matter, the CR17, uh, the, the SARS, Kodan matter, uh, and, and as well as we have found that she is incompetent uh, in a number of areas in the sense that she has demonstrated a repeated demonstrated and sustained lack of knowledge and skills uh, around the, the basic uh, uh, functions of, of, of that office. And, and so the manner we have compiled the report, we would have spent about 18 to 19 hours on the 28th of July, mm. uh, as well as the 30th of July, considering everything we have received, starting from the independent independent panel report led by retired Judge Besson Kabinde that found that there was prima facie 
evidence uh, that she mm. she has misconducted herself and is incompetent and so the committee utilized that and we found that uh, we are, were able to sustain that mm. prima facie evidence uh, in a number of areas there would have there would be few areas where we disagreed with the independent panel felt that there is no evidence that mm. establishes uh, this misconduct in this area or incompetence. But in addition to the independent panel report, you know that we have had 24 witnesses mm. who were cross-examined that came in front of us. We had two I mean, comprehensive statements from her, but A and B, where she was responding to all of those. Mm. And she would, have, she would have spent six days doing oral uh, representation on, on part A of that. But also would have sent questions that she did not challenge. And so based on that, on those two days, in, during that 19 hours, the committee designed a report by going through each charge and each subcharge and, and, and determining a, 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 a kind of a finding on each, whether truly she has misconducted herself here or she's incompetent. And we went through that uh, uh, painstakingly Mm. Uh, uh, in, in that process. So Friday, after that, those 19 hours, we then ask our support team to put all the details into this draft report. That's what we're doing on Friday. Mm. Went through again that section by section, charge by charge, and adopted each. And I would have asked each of the members on each charge or subcharge who's in support of this. I would have gone further. So that's to put ask, to a vote. For every charge and some yeah. charge, it was put to a vote. I would have asked if there's any dissenting voice. There was no dissenting voice as we're doing charge by charge. It's at the end, even though the, the same party or people were present, when we were then concluding that based on all of these uh, findings, right. we, there, we were therefore removing, we were therefore recommending a removal. It is at that point that the EFF then registered their minority view on the removal. Did they not vote uh, during the, as you went through, charge by charge? Not, not at all. They, they and they were that. present? They were present throughout. I gather, uh, that, I gather that ATM and UDM were not present, though. We're, we're, we're absent, uh, and it's not a, a, an unusual occurrence. Hmm. Right. So the, the, the report now goes to the public protector, in terms of her or the suspended public protector, in terms of her response, what are the options open to her? Does she, I mean, because it seems to me one of the most regrettable parts of this is that more, after more than a year that this inquiry has been running, we still do not get to hear from Advocate Mkwebani in her own defense. Or we will not get to hear from her in her own defense. Will this now opportunity of for her to comment on the report give her that opportunity to um, you know, to respond, I suppose, to the various charges and so forth? We, 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 we T have given her uh, a plenty of opportunities throughout this process, including uh, sending her those written questions, mm. and she opted uh, not to, to challenge, not to respond to them. Would have given a further opportunity to say, is there anything else you want to add mm. besides what you have already submitted? She would not have responded. Um, there's a possibility that uh, she might not uh, respond. So we're hoping that she will respond. But if she elects not to respond, 
she would have uh, elected to say, I'm not uh, uh, challenging this report. We, however, are saying, because the, the EFF registered that point. The, mm. the point they've registered is that they are intending to take this report under review. So once, once the, the, the NA adopts this report, mm. they want to go to court and, 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 and challenge it under review. We're saying that it's their right to do that, as well mm. as the public protector. But we have covered our own basis. We're very confident that no. in any court that this report will go to, we'll find that we're very fair mm. and we're very rational. So, what I'm trying to establish is that does this now, the fact that she will have an opportunity to respond, does it open another avenue for her, um, you know, to you know, to have an opportunity that uh, she did not previously take advantage of? Because I'm not going to say she wasn't given. That no, she, very true. Yeah. On point, on point, Titi. And we call it the last Audi, mm. the last opportunity to hear from her. Mm. So she has that. So after the, the committee has adopted that, we still found that uh, mm. we want, it has always been part of our program. Okay. That she was going to get that opportunity at the end. And we, even though she has not responded to many other issues, we then maintain to say we're not going to change our stance. And it can, be, it can be verbal or, I mean, it, it can be in person or it can be written. Does she have that option now as well? So for, for now, we've asked her to do a written. <laughs> and if she, if she then uh, is asking us to do a, because a, a verbal response to that, we'll consider that. But the, the comment on the final report needed to, because there was also an opportunity for what we call closing arguments, mm. which she did not, she did not take. Uh, and we have passed that kind of stage. And so she has that. And if there are any comments she makes on the report, not on the side issues, TV, okay. we, mm-hmm. we, we will then look at those comments and say, uh, there is a comment here, she's either rejecting this point or she's saying this. So that we look into that as a committee before we go to the National Assembly. Okay. How long does she have to get back to the committee now? On the, for the, on the 21st of August, that's a date we have given her. It's basically from Friday, we have given her 10 days. Okay. Richard Yankee is the chair of Section 194, Parliament Section 194 Committee. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Titi. Just to say that we had asked as well uh, to speak to the EFF. Uh, um, the member sitting in that committee is the Treasurer General, uh, Umpile Mautwe. We have been unsuccessful in getting a hold of her, but we will continue uh, because uh, we, I think it's important that we also hear the side of those that were opposed to this uh, course of action and also find out why it is they didn't vote against the, the, when in the adoption of various uh, um, items uh, and conclusions that were reached in that report. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.